Today is the 10th Sunday after Pentecost. The epistle for today's Mass is taken from St. Paul's epistle to the Corinthians. <clears throat> Brethren, you know that when you were heathens, you went to dumb idols according as you were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God saith anathema to Jesus. And no man can say the Lord Jesus but by the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of graces but the same Spirit, and there are diversities of ministries but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations but the same God who worketh all in all. And the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man unto profit. To one indeed by the Spirit is given the word of wisdom, and to another the word of knowledge, according to the same Spirit. To another faith in the same Spirit, to another the grace of healing in one Spirit. To another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of speeches. But all these things, one and the same Spirit worketh, dividing to every one according as he will. And the Holy Gospel is taken from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 18. <clears throat> At that time, Jesus spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves as just and despised others. <clears throat> Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee, standing, prayed thus with himself, O God, I give thee thanks that I am not as the rest of men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, as also is this publican. I fast twice in a week, I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican, standing afar off, would not so much as lift up his eyes towards heaven, but struck his breast, saying, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I say to you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other, because everyone that exalteth himself shall be humbled, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Thus are the words of today's Holy Gospel. He who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. These words are taken from today's gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear friends, among the most famous and most powerful monarchs in the history of Europe was Napoleon Bonaparte. He was born in 1769, and he died in exile in the year 1823. According to historians like Alexander the Great of the 4th century BC, Napoleon was a military genius. By the beginning of the 19th century, after many successful military campaigns, virtually all of Europe was groveling at his feet. 
So powerful had he become that he declared himself the emperor of France. December 2nd, 1804 was the date set for his coronation. Many nobles and dignitaries, including the Roman pontiff, were invited to the coronation in Paris. For the sake of the church, which was desperately struggling to recover from the great evils of the recent French Revolution, the aged and saintly Pope Pius VII accepted the invitation to attend the coronation and even placed a crown on Napoleon's head. Pope Pius VII thus made the long journey from Rome to Paris. He traveled by carriage, passing through many towns and villages. According to some historians, as the papal carriage passed by, thousands of people were lining the road, falling on their knees with the hopes of being blessed by the vicar of Christ on earth. Pope Pius VII arrived in Paris. Before the coronation day, he granted Napoleon an audience. It was at this audience that Napoleon tried to persuade the pontiff to move the papal throne from the ancient city of Rome to Paris. And so with high-sounding language and energetic gestures, Napoleon set before the Holy Father the apparent advantages of such a change. In reply to Napoleon's convincing arguments, Pope Pius VII stood firm and said no. For you see, my dear friends, Napoleon's scheme was to control the Pope and use the church to his advantage. Pius VII, who was a good and prudent man, did not give in to the flattery of Napoleon, and he said no. Napoleon then threatened the Pope. Pius VII replied to his threats by saying, how well you act comedy. Napoleon was incensed at these words of Pope Pius VII, and he quickly snatched up a drawing of St. Peter's Basilica at Rome, tore it to pieces, and he exclaimed to the Pope, this is exactly what I will do to the church. I will completely crush her. The Pope then said calmly, now you act tragedy. And tragedy it proved to be. On the day of the coronation, Napoleon arrogantly took the crown from Pope Pius VII and crowned himself the Emperor of France. As he did this, however, the Pope and his attendants left the church and immediately returned to Rome. Three years later, Napoleon arrested Pope Pius VII and imprisoned him. He then seized the papal states, that is, the lands of the church in Italy. But four days later, Napoleon suffered his first defeat in battle. The Pope, a prisoner old and weak, but nevertheless confident in God, courageous in the exercise of the supreme pontificate, excommunicated Napoleon from the church. 
And upon hearing of his excommunication, Napoleon sarcastically declared before his soldiers and his officers, does the Pope think his excommunication will cause the guns of my soldiers to fall out of their hands? Yet that is literally what happened. A short while later in 1814, when Napoleon attacked Russia, almost all his troops, half a million strong, perished in the wintry weather of Russia. The guns literally dropped from the frozen hands of his soldiers. The end of his reign came rapidly. Napoleon was taken prisoner, exiled, and given plenty of time to realize the might and power of him who said, He that exalts himself shall be humbled, and he that humbles himself shall be exalted. These are the words our Lord spoke in today's gospel. In today's gospel, our Lord went into the house of a Pharisee. He noticed that the guests who were invited to the home of the Pharisee chose the first seats, or that is, the seats of honor at the table. He said to them, when thou art invited to a wedding, sit not down in the first place, lest perhaps one more honorable than thou be invited by him. And he that invited thee and him, come and say to thee, give this man place. And then thou began with shame to take the lowest place. But our Lord said, when you are invited, go and sit down in the lowest place. For when he who invited thee cometh, he may say to thee, friend, go up higher. It is then, our Lord said, that thou shalt have glory before them that sit at table with thee. Our Lord wanted to teach them a lesson in humility. Therefore, he said, everyone that exalteth himself shall be humbled, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Our Lord wanted to teach them the importance of humility because pride was their overwhelming downfall. Pride was the vice that brought down Lucifer and also Adam and Eve. Pride is self-love. It is often described as an inordinate self-esteem. Spiritual writers generally break down pride or self-love into four categories. For pride can be manifested in different ways. For instance, pride can be characterized by an air of superiority, as when one has an overbearing attitude and gives little consideration to others. It can often be critical of others. It is argumentative, even unreasonably argumentative. For example, when one knows that he is wrong, but hates to admit it. Here are a few questions that you can ask yourself to help you see if you manifest this pride of superiority. You can ask yourself, 
Do I have a superior attitude in thinking, speaking, or acting with my friends, my family, with those with whom I work? Am I bossy? Do I refuse to see the good in others? Am I stubborn in defending myself? Pride of timidity, on the other hand, is a self-love that is manifested by shyness, backwardness, or cowardice. And you can determine if you are ruled by this if you have excessive fear. For timidity is an unreasonable lack of confidence in self. And to see if this applies to you, ask yourself, do I have a shy manner or, or a timid disposition? Am I easily embarrassed? Am I always self-conscious? Am I so afraid of making mistakes as not to try something at all or to try something only weakly. Another kind of pride is that which is easily wounded. Someone with pride of sensitivity is quickly hurt. He misjudges and misinterprets the words and the actions of others. He is often suspicious and distrustful. You can never have any innocent fun at the expense of someone who is dominated by pride of sensitivity. So ask yourself, do I often think that others are always trying to hurt my feelings or that they are always unfair to me? Do I think that others do not like me and that I am not welcome in their company? And the last type of pride is vanity. Vanity is a self-love that craves the good opinion and the esteem of others. One suffering from this type of pride is anxious to be well thought of. To see if you are vain, ask yourself, am I vain about my piety? That is, do I seek the esteem of others about spiritual matters? Do I love to speak of my goodness? Do I daydream in a heroic way? Do I seek to show off my knowledge or my abilities? Am I vain about my looks and my personal appearance? Now, my dear friends, don't be discouraged if you answered yes to some of these questions. In fact, if you didn't answer yes to some of these questions, there's a little problem here. Because all of us have a certain amount of pride. Napoleon Bonaparte was so prideful and arrogant that he went so far as to attempt to subject the church to his domineering character. He even imprisoned the vicar of Christ an old, feeble pope. He desired to exalt himself in this world by his military genius. 
But as our Lord says in today's gospel, he who exalts himself shall be humbled. And thus, Napoleon's military career was ended abruptly. He was dethroned and died in exile on the island of St. Helena in the South Atlantic Ocean. My dear friends, our Lord was teaching the Pharisees and the lawyers in today's story about humility. We can also learn the same lesson to overcome pride and strive for humility. Prayer changes pride to humility. For grace comes through prayer and is necessary to acquire virtue. Pray for humility then and think about our Lord's example of humility. For no one gives us a better example of humility than Christ who humbled himself, becoming obedient unto death, even to the death of the cross. And to fight against pride, also strive to accept humiliations when they come. Accept them with cheerfulness. To gain humility, the opposite virtue of pride, strive to be cheerful in the face of adversity. Keep in mind, as our Lord says in today's gospel, he who humbles himself shall be exalted. And thus, if we do these things, our Lord will reward us. God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.